The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey, and it's summertime. We're going to have some church and inspiration this morning with Pastor Mike Rakes. Also, Mary Higgins Clark will crack you up. She's got some great stories and a new book to share. And we'll check out your skin. It's summer. We got to take notice of what's going on with your beautiful body. Thank you for tuning in today. And please keep in touch. Find Casey on the radio on Facebook. Hear the Health and Happiness podcast at caseyradio.com, also on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay? Okay. So let's begin with the amazing author, Mary Higgins Clark. She is telling tales today, but I have to start by asking Mary, how do you stand all the suspense and the intrigue and the mayhem in the stories you create? You have an enormous appetite for danger. Well, people say that when they see me, because I, I'm someone who never has an argument with anyone. If somebody wants to be contentious, I simply withdraw from that person's ring, because I don't like arguments. I've been married 19 years to John, uh, widow, widower, and we've never had a crossword because it's just not necessary. You know, if you want to say, hey, I wish you wouldn't do that or something. Uh, Our joke is he always, and John is a warrior about being late. He was a a CEO of of Merrill Lynch's division, and he, he said, I never tolerated anyone being late. That finish them with me. And of course, I was always late. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm I'm pretty good. I really have gotten pretty good because it's not that he's angry. He's nervous. We need to be there on time. And in the beginning, if a cocktail party went from five to seven, nobody gets there at five. (laughs) You do. They, they, uh, they, you know, about 20 after five is about the right time. Mm -hmm. And we went to one party at the Metropolitan Museum, and they were still cleaning up at the last party. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. But uh, the point is that I am non-contentious, non-argumentative, but I put my creatures in danger. I'm murdering people, uh, and uh, that's my world in books. Such a sweet lady with such a devious mind. <laughs> Thank God, it's done me very good. Yes, it has. The Melody Lingers On is the latest from Mary Higgins Clark. And this novel has a jagged, broken wine glass on the cover. Tell us more. Well, it is the storyline is an investor disappears with $5 billion. And he has crashed. The, The sailboat has crashed. And is he dead? Did he commit suicide? Or did he simply manage to get away? And the, a young decorator goes to help his wife. They've taken back all the valuables in the mansion. Is his wife guilty or is she innocent? Is his son guilty? And Lane gets caught up in their story, caught up in dating the son and not knowing that there is someone out to kill them, Ooh. someone whose wife died as a result of losing the money. So I think it's a pretty good story. I really do. You know, you talk, you tell the story, and I get chills. I get chills. <laughs> now, you are going to see so many people on the beach or on the airplanes reading this book. It's a great summer read. What do you do to relax during the summer? 
I read other people's books. <laughs> like whose? Oh, right now, the Wright brothers, David McCullough. Oh, he's good. He's good. And I'm reading another one by an Indian author, Catherine Boo, The Beautiful Hereafter, Hereafter, if I'm getting the title straight. Absolutely fascinating and grossing. I just read Nelson DeMille's new book. He's a friend. We're in the same writing group. And I read it in two sittings. Wow. And that's what we do with your books. You know, because of you, many floors don't get vacuumed and tables don't get dusted because we can't put the book down until we're finished. Well, you see, that's the best compliment you can pay me. I read your darn book till four in the morning and the next day I was exhausted. Right. And I say, then you got your money's worth. Indeed, indeed. Now, you've dedicated this in memory of June Crabtree, dear friend since our days at Villa Maria Academy. Yes. June was a very close friend. We were Villa Maria raised 13 to 17. And then we kind of drifted into different uh, areas. And we reconnected 30 years ago at uh, Main Chance, the spa in Arizona. And she was wearing big dark glasses, straw hat. We all had the little pink robes on and blue raven suits. And she, I said, I missed your name. And she said, June Crabtree. I said, was it ever June Lundgren? (laughs) And then I said, June, must we always meet in uniform? (laughs) Because we wore those god-awful uniforms, you know, uh, at the villa. And then one of her friends said, and where was Villa Maria Academy? I mean, the people who were at that place were just loaded with money. And I said, on Long Island Sound. And June grabbed me later and said, Mary, thank God you didn't say the Bronx. (laughs) (laughs) I said, June, if you think that the Bronx is going to be mentioned in this joint. (laughs) 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 But we then picked up and were friends for 30 years more. Oh, you are a delight. Mary Higgins Clark, The Melody Lingers On is your latest book. And I always have to ask, what's next? What are you writing now? Well, we have the one we're writing now, this one with a co-author. It's a series book. And this one is going to be called, or is called, All Dressed in White. It's about a missing bride. So that will come out in November. And then I will be working on, or am working on, next year's book, which is called As Time Goes By. That should come out in March. Beautiful. All right, we'll talk to you in November. Have a wonderful summer, Mary Higgins Clark. You as well. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. Find out more and listen to previous shows online at caseyradio.com. How does an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian. And with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening 
happening here? Have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable? For more than 100 years, St. Christopher's Inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope. Located in Garrison, New York, St. Christopher's Inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race, religion, or ability to pay. If you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction, call us at 800-424-0027 or visit our website at stchristophersinn.org. Hi, it's Casey. Do you have any giants in your life that need slaying? David and Goliath style? Or maybe you just need a little help with a small hurdle. Pastor Mike Rakes is here today with his book, Slings and Stones, How God Works in the Mind to Inspire Courage in the Heart. Every chapter will show you the preparations David made to take down Goliath so we can develop greater skills in faith and know when to take action. And giants can be very helpful. Who is the giant that informs you how you feel about yourself? There is a way to take your power back into your own hands with God's help. Thanks for joining us, Mike Rakes. Glad to be here, Casey. Thanks. You know, I turned the book over, and it's <laughs> the back of the book says, Overcome Your Personal Mind Wars. And I said, oh, I've got some of those. And then I, <laughs> and then I read, You are in an eternal war with an invisible giant who is relentlessly assaulting your thoughts, draining your energy, and keeping you from living a meaningful life. And I thought, how the heck do you know that? <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Everybody goes through that, and we all have mind wars. We all have giants that live there. Some are bigger than others, and we all have to face them and learn how to bring them down. Yeah. Deep down, it says you are a lover of God and aware of your incredible potential, but you've run into an intimidating giant that has blocked you. You know, recently, this isn't my life all the time, but recently I have been having these mind wars where I'm opening up the refrigerator to, I don't know, grab the ketchup or something, (laughs) and you catch yourself, like, you know, having a fight in your head. It's true. We do argue with ourselves, and sometimes those come from actually family or our education or uh, coaches from the past or teachers, uh, and we have to overcome those and think about where we want to go and think about how those thoughts really shape our future. So uh, you use David and Goliath to help us along with this idea. How so? Well, it's an epic story. Everybody knows the story, and it occurred to me that the actual fight between David and Goliath lasted 15 seconds. So how do you have this epic battle that everybody talks about that only lasted? the 15 seconds. And it occurred to me that there was a lot of mind wars going on in David's heart and mind before he got to that moment. His father didn't believe in him. He was delivering cheese sandwiches to the front line. His brothers who were soldiers didn't believe in him. Even his spiritual authority in his life and the king didn't believe in him. So he had to overcome all these obstacles. And what gave him that courage to do that? What? I'm asking you. Well, for David, I think he found an inspiration, actually, in his imagination. You know, he was a kid. He didn't have Xbox. He, he sorry, slayed a lion and a bear. And they actually, in the Hebrew word, it's, it's, there's a plural part to that. So it could have been multiple bears and lions. And he has those images living in, living in his mind. And he's just using that to say, I'm going to take this giant down. And he imagined them going down, and he did. But we, in our day-to-day lives, should probably not be thinking, I'm going to take this giant down, or should we be thinking that? Well, I think what we need to do is say, what what is it that feels like it's resisting here? And kind of dig into that. And one of the chapters, you know, each chapter starts off with this a contemporary story, a practical example. It's very easy to read, and it just sets up this idea that you have to dig underneath. And so one of the chapters is the archaeology of your thoughts. Dig into why you're thinking the way you are, because it actually could be 
that your thinking is blocking you from moving forward. Another chapter is on the unity of the mind, unifying how God thinks about you uh, and how you're thinking about yourself and even how you're thinking about those uh, obstacles in your life. Slings and Stones is the book, How God Works in the Mind to Inspire Courage in the Heart. What kind of advice can you give us to keep connected to our, our best thought, the God in our mind? Everybody in their, in their heart of hearts knows that there is this God moment, this, this God awareness, varying degrees for sure. But each person knows that, uh, uh, you know, there is a God in, in their own heart, I think, deep down, certainly. And in, in that space and in that place, you have to believe, you say, okay, is, is God for me or against me? Is he going to help me or is he not going to help me? And I, and I honestly, that's where David was, this teenager taking on this giant warrior. And so it's, it's really resolving that in your mind, that it's not based on your actions or work for God. You don't have to, you know, live some a monkish life to get God's favor and blessing. It's already there. It's been accomplished through what Jesus did. And so the book just kind of spells that out in a simplistic form to really encourage and inspire the mind and heart. I have a a saying on my desk that says, not one atom in the universe opposes you. Wow. Yeah, right? But I, I think it would be more powerful if I wrote what you just said, which is pretty much that God is on your side. He is, and this whole guilt thing that has really dogged so many people that have tried to follow Jesus, it's like this this effort, they've, you know, they've just missed it. I went to three different seminaries. You know, I, I heard from all these different perspectives, but what I began to learn and see is that really it's the work of Jesus and what he did that sets me, sets me apart and makes me different, not because of my behavior necessarily. And he compels me to live a good life and, and all of that, and I'm inspired to do so, but I don't always do that. But it doesn't mean he's against me, that he's the Goliath in my life. He's trying to inspire me. So the idea of the the title is simply the slings and stones. Slings are man-made, stones are God-made, and we partner with God to bring down the giants in our life. We partner with God to bring down the giants in our life. Okay, Mike Rakes, Pastor (laughs) Mike Rakes is our guest today, and you said you were on the Goldilocks plan. You went to three different seminaries? I did. I, I, I really did. I learned a lot. I was inspired by it. But I also saw people taking the same verses of Scripture and putting completely different projections and slants on it. So I think I really, the book just pulls out this really comprehensive kingdom view of how God is on our side, and and He invites us to participate with Him to advance not only our lives, but for the good of the others around us. And you're going to make us do a lot of thinking and a lot of reading. You know, I saw just a few pages back where I had to read Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 out loud. Yeah. Well, I did give some, some growth steps. Those are at the end of the chapter. If somebody really wants to get serious or they have a small group and, and they want to discuss it, or even a family, that because the kids would love this, especially teenagers, because they're in the middle of a mind war, too. And so the, some of the stories in there are really funny and uh, engaging for them. So, But yeah, there, there are little growth plans if you want to follow those at the end of the chapter. Great. I like that. And why should we read it out loud? What's the difference? Well, you're, you're basically unifying your thoughts with your mouth. It's people will listen to what they're saying. That's actually how they're thinking. So the more you mumble to yourself about, you know, I'm, I'm this, or I'll never be that, or I'll never get this promotion, or whatever it is, that's actually how you're thinking, and you're you're not participating and joining and kind of pushing back against that, uh, that internal opposition. And I'm saying you want to align those things up. All right. I don't want to put you on the spot, but what is yeah. Romans 12? 
Well, it's uh, it's this great scripture, and it just says, uh, Paul is writing, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And here's the key part. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's this, the power, the transformation, the energy, you know, like the movie Transformers. It energizes you uh, and inspires you to move forward. And so you've got to get your thinking in alignment. And that's why I have them read those two verses. All right. I'm a Matthew girl. Okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> yep. he, he's my uh, scripture writer. Yeah, for sure. You know, Matthew really frames uh, who Jesus was so well and compels us to see that. And, and if you look at it, the only place Jesus ever flipped over tables wasn't in bars and brothels. It was actually at the church. Right. So I, I think that, he, oh. that Jesus doesn't like this self-righteous, I know it all, I've got it all together. I think he loves, loves us and, and interacts with us better when we admit our failures and our mistakes and our foibles and come to him with that. And, and he was like, okay, finally, you know, we're authentic and we're real. And that's what the book really helps. And, and, and if somebody you know is struggling with a giant in their life or even overcoming, trying to overcome an addiction or something, yeah. it's a great little it's a great little read to encourage them to keep going. All right. Encourage the people right now, because this is where I always get stuck, okay? Okay. When I have a great, big uh, giant in my life and it's unfair and it's unkind and it, I... Right. What, and it's really ugly, you know, right. and it's hurting yep. people. How can, right. why isn't God, what, what's going on there? Well, it's really an invitation to not be passive. And that's the, that's where a lot of people mess up. You can't sit back and wait on the giant to disappear. You can chant all day long and say the giant doesn't exist. He's not there. He's not there. But David could see him. He's standing right there. So you have to engage in your spirituality. If you're too passive in your spiritual life, you're just going to drift with whatever currents are around. So you do have to lean into this and participate with God. And that's why Slings and Stones is such a great help because there is this co-partnership with God, but only because God's inviting us into it. You know, like a, like a father fixing a car and the, and the daughter or the son doesn't doesn't know what they're doing, but they're helping or they're handing a wrench. God's like that. He, he will carry us through to victory if we'll engage even just a little bit. All right, but engage with him by praying, by reading the scripture, by... Those are two avenues, but it's, but it's not in a, in a religious sense. By, for me, it is, and, and Thomas Merton said that prayer was simply being present to God. So it's just this awareness, this openness in your heart. That's how it starts. So it's it's not performing religious functions. There is no line in the book, Slings and Stones, that says, hey, do this more, and you'll bring down giants. David brought down a giant because he loved God, and he thought, I don't think that guy's supposed to be uh, screaming threats at God's people. And he just stepped out, and so it was David's love for God. And that's what I would compel your listeners today, just say deep down, as, as they are uh, thinking about their love for God. It's that love which is the energy which ultimately is going to help bring transformation. If you could use some transformation, send an email to caseyradio at gmail.com and I will put you in the drawing to win the book from Pastor Mike Rakes. It's called Slings and Stones. That's K-A-C-E-Y radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So, it's summertime. Who's got your back when it comes to skincare? Dr. Plo, Dr. Lauren Plo is here with a little education to keep you healthy. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. 
are you? I am well, Dr. Plo. It's really good to talk to you today. Good to talk to you, too. We are having a beautiful summer here in New York. Where is you? Where is your home base? I'm in New Orleans. Where it's always humid? Always humid and always pretty hot, but mm. still nice. But still nice. Well, lots of sunshine in the Hudson Valley this summer, and we're talking about skin protection. What do we need to know? What we're really talking about is who's got your back when it comes to skin cancer. Who's going to help you protect your back from the sun when you can't reach those hard-to-reach spots? And who's going to help you check your back for skin cancer when you can't see it very well? The American Academy of Dermatology recently did a survey of sun protection and detection habits, especially pertaining to the back. And they found that 37% of people rarely or never apply sunscreen to the back before going out in the sun. And that 43% of people rarely or never ask for help when applying sunscreen when going out in the sun. So we can do better with sun protection, especially on our back, which is really the most common location of melanoma skin cancer. Yeah, we can do better. My husband always asked me to put sunscreen on his back. I never ask him to put sunscreen on my back because I don't like the feel of someone else putting lotion on me. That's interesting because that's a little bit opposite of what the survey results found when they pulled men versus women. They found that men were less likely to apply sunscreen to their back than women and less likely to ask in general to have someone apply sunscreen to their back than women. So that is opposite of what we've seen in the survey. Well, I am unusual, doctor. (laughs) So, you know, like the selfie stick? Maybe we need like a, a, a selfie stick for sunscreen. They actually make those. You can buy a little flat pad on a stick so that you can apply to your back. And then if for some reason you can't reach with either that or a spray, you can get a sun protective shirt, some sun protective clothing that can help protect you as well. They make clothing that has sunscreen protective properties, essentially. It's called UPF instead of SPF, but you can buy clothing with a UPF of 50 to 100 that can protect you almost as well as sunscreen. I still recommend wearing sunscreen underneath of it, though. Really? You're you're like super duper cautious. You can never really be too careful because skin cancer rates are rising. And, you know, we don't check ourselves as much as we probably should for skin cancer. We really should all check ourselves at least once a year. Now, the American Academy of Dermatology survey did look at our detection habits and found that while 57% of us know how to check ourselves for skin cancer, only 50% of us do it at least once a year, and only 36% of us check our backs at least once a year. What am I looking for? So you're really looking for anything that's changing, changing in size, shape, color, anything that's maybe bleeding or itching. We always talk about the ABCDEs of melanoma. A stands for asymmetry, B for border or regularity, C for color variability, D for diameter larger than six millimeters, and E for evolution. And basically these are all things that you want to look for. If things don't look quite right, if they're not symmetric, if there's multiple colors in the lesion, or if it's changing over time, you may want to see your dermatologist as soon as possible. All right. How big is six millimeters? Six millimeters is about the size of a small pencil eraser. Like on those number two pencils, it's about the same size as that. Okay. And tell me again the A, B, C, D, E. A is for asymmetry. So if one half doesn't match the other. B is for border irregularity. So if the edges of it are notched or irregular or blurred, that's a concern. C is for color. So if the color varies from one side to the next or if there's multiple colors, you'll want to see your dermatologist. D is for diameter. So that's that six millimeter pencil eraser size. If it's larger than that, get it checked. And E is for evolution. And that's the most important part. If it's changing, you want to have it checked. 
Now, how do you monitor if it's changing? You keep track of it over time, and the easiest way to do that is to go to spotskincancer.org and download a free mole map that you can print out and mark your moles on the map. And you can keep that, and you can even take photos of your smartphone on your smartphone and keep them in your computer, but you can track your moles over time with this mole map so that year after year you can see if something's growing or if maybe something wasn't there the year before. Did you just say a mole map? A mole map, yes. This is new to me. Well, it's great. Go to the website at spotskincancer.org, and you can print out the map and use it year after year. You know, I did have a patient that came in with a large spot on his abdomen, and I didn't remember seeing it the previous year, and I do keep a mole map on all of my patients. And he told me, oh, I've had this forever, and I looked at his previous mole map, and it wasn't there, and I said, you know, this really wasn't there. I would have marked it last time, and I biopsied it, and it was a melanoma. So it's really important to, to keep track of the things that are new or changing. Thank you for the good work you do. Should we be seeing a dermatologist once a year? I do recommend an annual skin check at least once a year. And check yourself at home as well every 3 to 12 months. You're great. And the website one more time. SpotSkinCancer.org. There you go. Stay safe and healthy. And thanks for listening. See you next week. You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of The Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.